Orange Swan and Daddy Soap with my dad and Zogetti. <laughs> Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. Wake up. On a shucky ducky kind of day. He's bare chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners. And here's their response. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Understanding of the situation is that Jack is being led in the door because he didn't have his uh, little electronic fobby thing. That is correct, sir. And I'm running around trying to find my stuff, my headphones and everything from yesterday. I saw them. I know where they are. Oh, yeah. Where are they, dude? Uh, in your office. Really? Yeah, I I put them there. Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Did I leave them in here? Yeah, I saw them yes. sitting there after the show. And the thieving thieves might have thieved them, right. so you put so them I in put the him... office yeah. to help me. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Blah, blah. We, we call him the White Flash as he comes running through the newsroom. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the co-host Jack Armstrong. We haven't even done the introduction yet. I was, I was giving the lay of the land to the good folks in the listening audience. You know, my personality has made me less critical of my oldest son, who got the same, unfortunately, same part of the brain that I have in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Amen to that, bro. So... Like this morning, got my thing where I'm heading out the door. Got my cell phone, stick my finger in my pocket, got my key card, mm-hmm. got my things. Right. I get here, my key card's not in my pocket. Why? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It With mm-hmm. me, who knows? I took it out and put it in the fridge. Um, I swallowed it. <laughs> uh, who knows? Inserted it, it rectally. Who yeah. freaking knows? Right. I find my cell phone, you know, in my sock drawer sometimes. It just, I don't. Freaking no! Right. <laughs> but my son is like that. Right. And, and if, if I wasn't like that, I might be pretty hard on him. Mm. But because I am like that, I realize, you know, I've been trying for decades for right. some of this stuff. And for whatever reason, it's just impossible. You know, and it's, it's as frustrating for me as anybody. That's funny. God yeah. dang it! Maybe I'm just more kind and merciful. I, t- I always took it the uh, opposite way. I thought, wow, now... 
I'm, my kids are trying. They're obviously just built that way. Maybe I should forgive myself. But I am a direct descendant of both Lincoln's Secretary of War and St. Francis of Assisi. If I did... <laughs> just, I don't talk about it much because I'm so merciful. If I did just drop my key card on the driveway, I can tell you right now, it's in my dog's belly as we speak. Oh, boy. <laughs> he has eaten it. Key card eating some bitch, huh? <laughs> so, which means my only choice now is to bring my dog to work and hold him up to the door. That seems like a practical solution. So that I can get in every day. I'm pro having a dog around. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I ought to bring uh, Baxter in. Yes. Yeah. Baxter, the new dog. They all be j- uh, joyous. What, what would uh, the boss lady say? Is that uh, strict verboten? She why might did not I br- notice. Why did I bring it up? She might not notice. We had a meeting with our agent yesterday, and uh, there was a dog present, and it was oh, freaking awesome. It was great. Did that make the meeting yeah. worse or better? Yeah, Clearly better. better. Absolutely. Although, my God, I got home from Baxter. He knew I'd cheated on him. Oh. Oh, my God. He was so angry. He was so hurt. The tears, the tail down. Boy. The pug didn't even notice the smell on me. I actually really? called him over. Hard, and, uh, hard to smell it. Because there he is. There he is. <laughs> Get a nose, I always say to him. Get a nose. Get a face. It's not flat. <laughs> Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping doggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm okay. It's uh, December 14th. There's only 11 days until Christmas, and I've decided oh, that this year... That's close. Never yeah, mind that. Is... There's five days till my wife's birthday, but go on. It's too close to for me to justify spending much money on a Christmas tree, so I'm going to go without a Christmas tree, I think, this year. What? Which kind of depressing. Oh, Tannenbaum. Oh, Tannenbaum. How does your, sad. How's your girlfriend feel about that? Or does she have a tree at her house, her place? No. Or are you living in sin? Let's answer all these questions. <laughs> uh, we're living in sin, if you must know. But. Yes! <laughs> no Christmas tree? Yes! We get, we get the pro-sin vote there. <laughs> but no uh, no Christmas tree. Uh, I you don't gotta think so. have a Christmas I, tree. I You've know. given up on... Uh, on life, if you don't have a Christmas tree. At least go to one of your big box type stores and get you a little uh, two foot tall yeah, maybe that's artificial one with lights. Plug that puppy in, it'll lift your spirits, then get a dog that'll lift your spirits even more. Because I've already wrapped the presents, they're sitting in the corner, but there's no tree or anything to <laughs> oh, put on them. Oh, that's so. just sad. <laughs> Dang it, that's out of Charles Dickens. <laughs> that's, you're bringing us down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, when I was a little kid, my mom and dad would talk about how when they were first married, before they had kids, they just had this little two-foot tree they would put on the table. That's what you got to have. Yeah, we have, you know, like a juniper outside. I was thinking about, like, cutting that up and maybe putting it inside, but, you know, like, sort of pretending it's a Christmas tree. I guess I'll go get a real one. Yeah, yeah, has got too many trees anyway. You got too many trees. Uh, listen, the, the, the two-foot tree story. Mm-hmm. That's a tiny little tree, huh? But that little tree is the difference between a very, very sad story and a charming reminiscence. Michael, what do you want in the future? Sadness or charming reminiscence? All right, I'll go get a three-foot tree. <laughs> Merry Christmas. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Who cheered for living in sin? <laughs> I am also cheering for going to see the Star Wars The Last Jedi tonight. I will have my full review on this very show tomorrow. Uh, if you need something to tide you over until you see it. Now, I've watched the trailer probably... 50 60 times somewhere in that range <laughs> wow so that's normal but, but i did that so you didn't have to sure. put up a video where i point out the things that i have noticed in the trailer so if you want a, a little bit more of my perspective before you see it you can check that out at armstrong and radio.com yeah I'll have, i will watch it because your last video was good there's marshall phillips who does our news every day how are you marshall well i gotta tell you michael you and i are in the same camp i made a major holiday decorating decision yesterday no tree no tree this year at all too much money too much trouble so I bought a couple of pine tree branches, you know, <laughs> boughs to decorate, a little tinsel, 
some ornaments, and that's pretty much it. I'm back to my true bachelor roots. No lights, nothing. Back to the basics. Yeah, when I was a, when I was a single guy, I never had a tree. Never, yeah. never one time. You know, I like the smell, so that's why you get a couple of the branches, put those out. And you know, the other thing, too, is I'm going to be gone for over a week over the Christmas break. I'm going to be out of town mm-hmm. so I'll enjoy my friend's tree. There you go. That's what I did. Yeah. My girlfriend usually had a tree. Mm-hmm. I got a Festivus pole. You never need to get a new one. We you got, got one fest- that's good we for life. Right here. We got one in the corner. Yeah. Festi- an actual Festivus pole that Marshall ordered. Yeah. For the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is a Thursday. How did it already get to be December the 14th, the year 2017? We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. This guy does not belong on the national stage. He looks like some disheveled drunk that wandered onto the political stage. This is not the type of person we need in politics. And last night's election was a manifestation of a revulsion by the American people. Peter King, I know where you're from, and I know you like to knuckle up every now and then, but did you just call Steve Bannon a disheveled drunk? No, to be very precise, I said he looks like one. (laughs) There you go. I don't know that he's drunk or a drunk. He looks like one. But he looks like one. Well, he does look like one. It was a manifestation of revulsion? Is that what he said? I missed that. Yeah, that was my favorite part. It was a manifestation of the revulsion of the American people. (laughs) The old M.O.R. Yeah, you hate to be that. Uh, What are their headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, GOP's wrapping up their tax plan. we got Senator John McCain sidelined. He's back in the hospital. And a great divide on the FCC's Internet move coming down today. All those stories and more coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. How about the great divide on this FBI story where either you believe the FBI is completely corrupt or it's not even a story? worth mentioning wow depending on the news outlet wow it's uh it's that's something divided america yeah stay uh, with us how's mailbag look oh it's really good she's i thought she said effing pie right there that was weird this is like a classic from what the <laughs> I 50s know. i doubt they said I effing. Just, really? she's it sounded like she was singing about the effing pumpkin pie <laughs> and it freaked me out and you think that slipped by for the last no. 70 years <laughs> no no i just sorry Oh, Nobody noticed it till, like, till yeah. 2017. It's unbelievable. Brenda, what's gotten into you? Oh, boy, we got a lot on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. thousand texts between that FBI agent and his lover that are getting more scrutiny. Uh, oh, yeah, and deserving of it. Yeah, and we'll have to take a look at some of those. And um, I think we've moved from kind of a flavor of anti-Trump and pro-Hillaryism to what seems to be... Well, it's a difficult to uh, to decode statement, but if it is what it seems to be, it would it is a, if not a smoking gun, a hot one. Or shells laying about. Or it's completely nothing, depending on who you ask. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very odd. And so uh, we'll, we'll try to decode that with you later. Do we have any? I Just one question. Do we have any with produce emojis in them yet? So far, none of the sexy stuff has come out, which I'm, is disappointing to me. Yeah, I know. Come on, you're lovers. Give us a little something. Nothing? So far. I, mean, I don't know if they're keeping those back out of respect for their privacy or something. The people have a right to know. Uh, the eggplant. And speaking, Sean of, points out, didn't make an appearance. 
Speaking of sex, Salma Hayek's claim against Harvey Weinstein is rough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mailbag. I undersold it. It's outstanding. Glad you're here. First, a quick bit of business, and we have Anton, the executive producer, looking into this. That's not actually his name, so don't get hung up on it. Uh, There is some sort of shark dragging cruelty to animal video on the website? We don't post that stuff. Do you know what that is, Sean? I saw that video. I didn't know if it was on our... It certainly had the thing of, oh, look at... People are looking at this. It's horrible. I didn't see it on our site. I saw it on other sites, and I was like, oh, that's... I I don't want to click on that. So was it an outrage? We've got to... I mean, if it's kind of... You know, something you don't want to see, but people ought to be aware of because we got to crack down on this sort of thing. That's different than, hey, look at this. This is funny. Reed, yes. The the ways that I saw it presented were, this is awful. What okay. can we do? Some Something along those uh, lines. Okay. Yeah. All right. Although um, we don't usually traffic in, hey, look at this awful thing that's happening either. No. Lots no. of awful things happening. And- yeah, but we'll look into it. Thank you for expressing your concern because certainly we're not into cruelty to animals around here. Or humans, for that matter. Unless they have it coming. Uh, let's see. Hi, guys. I'm a listener from Germany. Not an expat. I am European. Hmm? Two exclamation points. Screw national. You have an international show. Uh, thank you very much, Mateus. I don't really have anything to ask or comment. I just want to thank you for what you do. My family of three, me, my fiance, and my seven-month-old son, have been going through a tough time lately. My son's kidneys are uh, both defective since birth, Ugh. meaning we were spending a lot of time in hospitals. Ugh. My fiance is with him 24-7. I try to balance work, home, hospital in the best way I can, which is difficult during Christmas, as we would much rather be at home celebrating. I'd imagine... Um, and uh, he drives a lot back and forth, work, hospital, et cetera, and listens to the show via podcast. You guys get me laughing again, making sure I regain the energy to be there for my family. Thank you for that. Merry Christmas to you and your closest. Uh, wow. Thank you for the note, sir. And uh, wow. Um, Congratulations on being a European. Well, <laughs> with exclamation points. Yeah. Wow. I was thinking of uh, chucking this career for my uh my amateur mortuary I was talking about yesterday, but maybe I won't. Um, if if you know it's doing people some good, and uh, I would like to say to Matthias, "Stut mir leid, herzlichen Glückwunsch, mein guter Mann." Wow, private message. Gotcha. In a foreign tongue. <laughs> now listen, boys. Writes Shane. During your interview with Paul Ryan, that was yesterday. Roughly now. We spoke to the Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States of America because we're very important. <laughs> During your interview with Paul Ryan, I was was I the only one who heard him say Green Bay Pecker after singing the praises of Aaron Rodgers? I did not hear Either that. he was simultaneously trying to win over Packer fans as well as Packer haters, or maybe he had Rodgers confused with Brett Favre, who Ooh. famously had no problem showing off his Green Bay Pecker. <laughs> Shane. I am Shane, you're better than that, Shane. I never even looked at that Brett Favre picture, which, by the way, if that had come out in this current era, he was still playing at the time, wasn't he? Well, yeah, because he uh, ended up going to Minnesota for a while after that, right? I think he'd have been done, wouldn't he, in this current era? NFL quarterbacks. Sending a picture of his... Uh... Junk to a reporter, right? Or cheerleader or something. Yeah, somebody. Somebody who hadn't asked for it. But it would have been a it would have it would have been a bigger deal than it was at the time. And yeah, it was a fairly agree. big deal at the time. I would agree. There is not as deep of a roster of NFL starting quarterbacks as there are of T V newsmen. Uh well said. So I yeah, yeah. The team. Um, so <laughs> coming up, a couple of new scandals not worth spending a lot of time on, but one a fairly prominent name has preemptively come out and confessed all. 
before anybody bothers to accuse him, which is uh, probably the next chapter. Interesting move. Yeah. Hello, Simple Ass Jack and Joe. It's not Simple Ass Jack. It's Simple Jack. Of course, this is a note from Tony the Caustic Mormon. Well, and even one of if our it, favorite correspondents, and even if it were, it'd be simple ass Jack, not simple ass Jack. Well, it's not punctuated at all. I would suggest uh, what's an ass Jack? Tea this. <laughs> if you have trouble getting your ass up in the morning, you use your ass Jack. <laughs> Got to change the shoes. Uh, T the CM. Who am I tell you? Uh, who am I to tell you how to be caustic? But I would uh, uh, hyphenate simple ass. I would have, uh, you know, the dash in there. Um. Sean's experience at the Oyster Bar reminds me of one of my own. I myself was, have also slurped down ocean snot uh, oysters. And oysters are nasty AF. In fact, when I was in Alaska, I was so damn manly that I reached into the ocean, grabbed an oyster, popped that bitch open, and slurped it down raw. It was one of the worst things I have ever done. I would rather <laughs> chew on positive Sean's cat than eat another raw oyster. Also, word to the wise, if a native Alaskan offers you whale blubber, sea lion meat, or fish oil, do not eat it. It's the most potent, pungent, and all-consuming fishy flavor known to man. Someone please tell them Eskimos that just because their great-great-grandpappy made a habit of eating whales, mermaids, seals, etc., they no longer have to. Your show rocks, signed Tony the Caustic Mormon. You rock, T the CM. God dang it, that dude amuses me. Uh, let's see. <laughs> On the topic of uh, Kristen Gillibrand, the senator from New York who's in a Twitter war with the president, and uh, what uh, Elizabeth Warren said. Do we have, I'm sorry, I meant to get this handy. What did Elizabeth Warren, do we have that tape of what she said? That would be enormously helpful if you could dig that up from yesterday's list, Sean. Um, what do you think? Should we come back to it? or she? Yeah, give me a second. All right. She dropped a slut shaming on uh, Trump. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, but I think it'd be more fun to hear the whole thing, but take your time, that's fine. Uh, Al Anonymous from beautiful Redding, California, in the northern part of the state. We're huge in the ding. Uh, caveat here, guys, I always told my son if he's threatened or challenged to a fight, you know, this isn't a caveat, this is the theme, this is the statement, this is what I want you to walk away with. I always told my son if he's threatened or challenged to a fight, he needed to back up until he couldn't back up anymore, then make them pay, which I love as a philosophy. Now, there are plenty of little kids out there who can't make, quote unquote, make them pay. They could try. Um, they're physically not able to. But anyway, my son was in the restroom in middle school when he saw a bully messing with a much smaller kid, told the bully to stop. The bully didn't. Using greater intellect, he called the bully a choice name and then was the focus of the aggression, naturally. My son backed up until he couldn't back up anymore and made him pay. When I picked him up after his suspension, I asked the assistant principal if he was entitled to self-defense. He said he understood, as the kid had been bullying kids for some time, but he couldn't say my son was defending himself because he was straddling the bully pummeling him. I nodded, said I understood, let him know my son would serve the suspension with pride. I then took my son to lunch, one of my proudest moments. Do we have the Elizabeth Warren thing? Uh, the She had it in the tweet. I don't think we actually had the audio of her saying it. Okay, we? fair enough. Yeah. Um, hello, is it just me or did Senator Warren indicate that Senator Gillibrand is a slut? Why would she be shamed by someone unless this is the case? Are sluts supposed to be ashamed? Apparently not by Warren's remark. Yeah, can you accuse Kristen Gillibrand or the president of slut shaming if Kristen Gillibrand isn't a slut? 
Or can you, quote-unquote, slut-shame a, a woman who is uh, of pure heart? I think you can. <clears throat> hmm. And that was what Trump was trying to do, right? Trying to insinuate she was... Yeah. No. No, he wasn't. That is your accusation because your mind is in the gutter. Mark of Livermore, good point. Thank you. Uh, news next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Our Republicans in Congress about to give President Trump his holiday wish in the form of major tax reform, a gift he says is really for the American people. We want to give you, the American people, a giant tax cut for Christmas. And when I say giant, I mean giant. Senate Minority Leader uh, Democrat uh, Chuck Schumer, though, is no fan of this. The longer they take on it, the worse it gets. <laughs> Who would have thought they could have made the bill even less favorable to the middle class and more slanted towards the wealthy? Now, the legislation, which is still being finalized, had cut the top tax rate for the wealthy from 39 to 37 percent. It would cut corporate income tax rates from 35 to 21 percent. And it would allow homeowners to deduct interest only on the first $750,000 of a new mortgage. Well, I'll tell you what, if it's going to help the wealthy, it must be the really, 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 really wealthy. Because I know a lot of people that most people would consider wealthy who are sick over this tax thing. Yeah. <laughs> because their taxes are going to go up a lot. So it ain't it ain't for everybody who's considered wealthy oh, that's going to be the, doing well. The narratives are so starkly different depending on where you hear the story, the headline. I know a lot of people that would be considered wealthy who are just seriously sick to their stomach over this of what it's going to do yeah. to the taxes. So I, if it's helping the wealthy, it must be like the wealthiest seven people in America well, or something. And, and honestly, it's one of those deals where if you cut everybody's taxes, most of the benefit will go to the wealthy because most of the taxes are paid by the quote-unquote wealthy. So it's very difficult to, to to quickly characterize who wins and who loses. What I'm hoping is is that the whole economy starts growing and advertisers are advertising right. more and all right. that sort of stuff. Well, not part what of- I'm hoping is that it benefits me, because uh, I'm in it for me. <laughs> to hell with the rest of you. I don't think it is. Not part of the tax discussion right now. Arizona Senator John McCain, he's back in the hospital. He's being treated at Walter Reed in Maryland. His office saying he is being treated for the, quote, normal side effects of his cancer therapy. So he's out of commission now for a while. He's on the sidelines. Meanwhile, Republican Roy Moore is still refusing to concede he lost the special election for the U.S. Senate to Democrat Doug Jones, despite the state's election chief saying that outstanding military, provisional, and write-in ballots are not likely to change the outcome enough for an automatic recount. Moore insisting, though, they need to wait. They need to wait for the final count of all those votes because... This election was tainted by over $50 million from outside groups who want to retain power in their own corrupt ideology. Well, the election was mostly tainted by your behavior 30 years ago, but uh, I don't want to talk about Roy Moore ever again in my life. I'm just done with him. Unless all of a sudden he makes a comeback, but I don't see that happening. Uh Uh-uh. Got a Kentucky lawmaker accused of molesting a teenage girl dead of a likely suicide. 57-year-old State Representative Dan Johnson reportedly shot and killed himself last night while driving on a bridge to Mount Washington, Kentucky. I'm surprised that's the first time this has happened. Because there's been a lot of people who were damn high up on the, the socioeconomic scale who have been laid low. And I'm surprised there haven't been more people uh, decide to kill themselves. You know, I would say uh, plot number one, plan number one is to atone for your sins. You know, offer apologies, do real work, try to understand yourself, give to charity, dedicate your life, blah, blah, blah. 
Plan number two, if you did stuff like that, go ahead and off yourself. We don't want you around. You're a child molester and, and, and you've committed crimes and the rest of it. The FCC, my friends, is set to end net neutrality rules today. Boo! The Obama era rules. Or yay. Did we decide it's boo? We're against it? Or are we for it? I have uh, some pros and cons to go over if folks would like to hear those. Although, the, you know, the ship has sailed. And when does it take effect? Of course it might sail back. Uh, any minute now. <laughs> Do you know, Marshall? No, I don't know. I mean, they're going to vote on it today. Uh-huh. And then and then after the vote, we'll see. But it's going to be pretty quick. I mean, it's they're not going to wait around for, you know, six months or a year. Although, if they vote to end net neutrality, a number of groups are saying, we're going to take you to court right away. We're going to take the FCC to court. We're going to get this whole thing blocked. Huh. So, anyway, the Obama-era rules force Internet service providers to treat all traffic equally. Ending the rules means... They have the opportunity to speed up, slow down, or block traffic from different sites and apps. And supporters of net neutrality argue that ending the rules will give companies like AT&T and Comcast too much control over web traffic and over what they can charge you to gain access to various sites and various programs. You know, those companies are listed in news stories mostly because they're big and everybody hates right. them. Uh, rightfully. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't get my internet from either one of those, but I will tell you this. The idea that they could slow down or block sites that maybe wouldn't play ball with them or they didn't like or they don't think right. I should be looking at or whatever, that, uh, that doesn't make me happy. So if you're Netflix, does this mean you're going to have to pay AT&T a hell of a lot of money to get yes. the super fast? Mm-hmm. So yes. that's bad news for you, but the good news is people are going to get their faster Netflix and maybe like it more and use it more? Sign up for more? Uh, have we been getting it ma- at maximum speed now? I don't so know. So that extra money will just preserve that? Or? I, I don't know. I don't know either. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I'm still using a dial-up modem, so I'm not... Uh... <laughs> Loading, loading, loading. That's you've got mail. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So we'll catch you up on a whole bunch of different things coming up. Tucker Carlson with some filthy language last night as he was reading some of the FBI texts. Oh, my. You see, kids, we used to not be able to be on the Internet and on the phone at the same time. That was an impossibility in many households. (laughs) Right. Mm, That's right. In yeah. fact, sometimes you'd be downloading, say, four pages of text, yes. which would take 15 minutes, <laughs> and halfway through, someone would call you and ruin the whole thing, and you have to start again. You would download porn, and there'd be a head, and oh, then finally Mike, an Mike, arm. No, 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 no. We're not going to talk about pornography on this show. Oh, I'm sorry. Not as long as I'm the co-host. From the man who doesn't believe in Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We're learning more and more about you, Michael, and it's troubling. Actually, we've got a number of texts about us tree uh, tree shaming, Michael, and how I shouldn't put up with it. I guess that's a thing for the single don't have a tree crowd. They don't like to be tree shamed. All that stuff's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. convention struck ridiculed the trump family messaging page in all caps turn it on turn it on three exclamation points the douchebags are about to come out you can tell by the excitable clapping oh my god 
Keep in mind, this is the man the New York Times described as, quote, one of the most experienced and trusted FBI counterintelligence investigators. Other fawning accounts in the press painted him as a fusion of Sherlock Holmes, J. Edgar Hoover, and Batman. When you read his text, Peter Strzok sounds a lot like the sixth host of The View. That's from Tucker Carlson last night. Who He's quickly becoming my favorite show on cable. It's just, uh, he's so over the top, but good. Yeah. You know, and I just, I really like it. And I like hearing Tucker say, here come the douchebags. Oh, boy, too much, too much. <laughs> the douchebags are oh, about to come out. Oh, jeez, stop it with the everybody. That's, that's from the Whatever FBI. Happened to decorum. Whatever happened to the high road? Yeah. That's from the FBI agent's texts. Right. And, uh, you know. Evidence. Yeah, well, yeah, it either is or isn't. We'll talk more about that later. I also want to talk about flying into L.A. to meet with our agent at his Oceanside uh, office. And uh, I don't think we ought to talk about that. That was pretty entertaining. And then on the way back on the flight. I mean, if um, we talk about it, the studio might not make the third movie in the three movie deal because there's a confidentiality thing. Right. uh, He did walk out in a robe that didn't quite fit. Oh, uh, boy. Well, and I'm impressed. Um, and the, the 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 DB text is not the text we should be talking about. Oh, I am aware. The of insurance that. text. This insurance policy will insure you. I should have prepared this in advance. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll get into the meat of it. Yeah, I thought that was the most entertaining thing, just because it's Tucker Carlson. The douchebags oh, are about so, to come out. Jeez, stop! Tucker. Make him stop, Tucker. There's uh, there's no need for that. That's a heck of a thing to say. Uh, about well, we'll, we'll the get, entire family. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that later. We'll get into that later. Yeah. I also want to, like I said, we were, uh, flew to meet our agent, flying back from LAX. As soon as I land, I turn on my phone like everybody in the world does now. Heard Bob Schieffer once say that used to be when you landed, everybody would immediately get out of cigarette. Now everybody immediately gets out their phones, but hmm. everybody does. But I turn on my phone, I got 15 texts. Whoa. Yeah, mm-hmm. what the hell went on? Uh-oh. Um, I clicked on my wife says, at the ER. That's the first thing I read. At the ER? At the ER? Oh, no. Because she's watching the kids. What? Oh, boy. So I'll have to tell that story later. Oh, boy. Yeah. I either know something's gone terribly wrong or a celebrity has died and all the fellers who work here are making really inappropriate jokes <laughs> via text. <laughs> that is the only reason I have a dozen texts. Uh, so a uh, little net neutrality coming up as well. Nice little note from David in beautiful Umqua, Oregon. Uh, for Sean, next year, one of my cats will be Fagafy. Word. One cat owner to another. One of his cats will be a friend of Armstrong and Getty over 15 years. That is an old radio listening cat. Mm-hmm. But thanks for checking in, David. You seem to have misaddressed your uh, your comment as I do not own a cat, but mm-hmm. your sentiment is, is delightful. Nope, you're a cat guardian. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate that attitude. Um, what do we? How much time do we have? We actually have quite a bit of time. I'm currently a mortuary science student, writes, uh, does she want us to give her name? Michaela. Always interested by people yeah. who go into that line of work. Mm-hmm. Guy I knew in high school, good, fun-loving dude, just regular dude, and then that's what he wanted to do. What do you mean, good, fun-loving dude? Not a necrophiliac, is that what you're trying to <laughs> no, say? No, I don't assume. Is that what you're hinting at? I don't or? assume that everybody gets into that God, business wow, as a that necrophiliac. That is really harsh, man. That but is harsh. Wouldn't you expect it to be somebody who dresses in all black and like... Walks around with her head down, shuffling yeah. down the hall kind or something. Kind of doer and deathy. Yeah. 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 And he was, yeah. Yeah, you know. How I, are you drawn to that? Yeah. Michaela, d- drop us a note. How how did you get interested in that? I mean, it's interesting. It's important. 
it is a service for people at a time where they need you to be very good at what you do. Oh, it's a vocation and an opportunity to really help people. Yeah, right? you can make some money too. Um, but I was talking about uh, opening. Uh, what did I call it? <laughs> Joe's House of Corpses, or I can't even remember. It was going to be kind of a cut-rate funeral home. Um, and I'd be super nice to people, but I'm not interested in, in going through some sort of lengthy licensing, pro- licensing, licensing. Good Lord. I am new to your country. Uh, licensing process. Yes, there's a very lengthy process for obtaining a license to legally work in the funeral industry. Schooling, find a licensing program, completing a two-year internship under a licensed mortician. Get over if, the ooginess. Before you can even take the state board exam. So Joe's Funeral Home will run you quite a pretty penny just to mess with the dead. But hey, you never run out of clientele. Um, thanks for the note, Michaela. But that's see, that's the see, point. She sounds fun-loving. Maybe they're all fun-loving. I'm not going to bow to the state's, you know, unjustifiable and irrational demands for licensing and apprenticeship. You know, as as I said yesterday, they're already dead. What harm can I do? So you go to Joe's house of you're not alive anymore. I'm still working on the name. You know, we'll take care of everything. Well, let the mortuary uh, industry license itself. Or yeah. police itself. That's it, the way it should work. We're not going to, like, pose your dearly departed in wacky poses and post them on the web or anything. Unless you want to. Right. Right. We're not going to desecrate anybody or anything. But it's good to know that package is available should you want it. <laughs> right. Right. Uh. Right. Well, but we just might not be as good at some of the stuff. But you'll come. It'll be nice. I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll shake your hand and sense your mood and... Say how sorry I am, and then we'll we'll ship uh, Uncle uh, Jimmy off to, you know, wherever you want him. You know, and you're gonna save some money. Not everybody could do that job. That's what's interesting to me about it. Is I I, I can't imagine what draws you to it. And then just there's, I think most people couldn't do that job. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be handling a lot of dead people and yeah. positioning them and dressing them. I'm not doing that. Right. You know, it's funny. Maybe I speak only for myself. Maybe other people wouldn't react like this, but. I had, I believe, every bit as much of the oogies about uh, bodies as anybody. Um, And dealing with some, uh, riding along with homicide detectives, touring a morgue at a a coroner's office, actually seeing part of an autopsy, had to look away. Um, Your freak out factor diminishes fairly quickly. Um, the, the like nausea or, well, just being freaked out. Everybody knows what I mean by freaked out. That diminishes. Then you get into some really heavy thoughts about mortality and life and death and meaning. That, that person sort of thing. was alive yesterday. Right. And, and now, now I'm looking at them yeah. and, and where's their soul and their thoughts and what they cared about, et cetera, et cetera. And you work through that sort of stuff. And then it's like, Hey, I need him moved over there. And then, you know, you function. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's an anthropological uh, thing, I would imagine, to be ooged out by dead bodies. Absolutely true, yeah. Often they uh, they had disease or whatever, so get away from it. That's, that's what your body is telling you. Get away from that. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. the millions, zillions of microbes inside of us, uh, it's a party when you croak because there's nothing fighting them anymore. So, yeah, uh, uh, any dead body. True. Remember that little viral video with the little girl, the little, uh, like a two, three-year-old girl? Squeal! Get mommy squeal! She had a dead squirrel she was handling, and it. it was all hilarious. All I could think was, oh my God, get that out of her hands! Right. 
Don't be handling animal corpses, little one. Yeah, so it's not just weakness or or whatever. Oh, it's A, not wanting to be, and B, a, a deep uh, revulsion to a corpse mm-hmm. for reasons of, you know, disease avoidance. There you go. Motivation. It's uh, guided my life. Disease avoidance. So you're going to explain to us whether net neutrality is good or bad since that's going on today? <laughs> well, I'm going to explain the two sides best as I best I can. <laughs> uh, but we really need to get to the infamous insurance text. Yeah, if you haven't heard this one from the FBI texts. Right, from one FBI agent to another. In fact, from the guy who headed up. The Russia investigation it's a different, to his illicit lover. Different text than this one? The douchebags are about yes. to come no, out. No, no, stop one. that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.